Hey, hey, young man. How you doing? Good. How about yourself? Man, I'm doing great. Great. Just great. I saw we were just waiting for Phillips to pop in. How's your week, man? It's been cool. You know, nothing too crazy. Um, Nothing out the way. How about yourself? Oh, you know, I work with the world's finest um, gentleman over there. Yeah. And, uh, I have a great experience every time I go into there. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. So we are just waiting for uh, our buddy Felix to join us. So as a matter of fact, that's him. Yeah. Just say, hey, send me the message. Yeah, I did. He did, yeah. That's how I got here. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we'll, I'm pretty sure he'll jump in somewhere later. Okay. We'll start. Okay, um, let's get it. Let's get it. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the No Sense of Direction podcast. I am your host, Albert James, and I have my um, usual sidekicks, the, my co-host, Will. What's up? Hey, man. How's it going? I'm great. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic, man. You know it's been a, it's a lot of news uh, happening, and I, I'm glad I got up with you. Um, there's a few issues I want to talk about on this podcast. You ready to begin? Yes, please. Uh, I'm kind of torn, like which one I want to start with first. I want to ask you why. Uh, people, why are white people, why are Republicans scared to have a black woman as a Supreme Court judge? Why is Joe Rogan so damn crazy? <laughs> I, think I mean, <laughs> from what the, the article said, that Joe Rogan used to use the N-word like yep. it was candy. Yep. But we're going to start off with the Bryant Flores story. Okay. And um, I want everybody to realize that, you know, that Marcus and I, we're not rich, so we can't afford those um, beautiful women that you see on um, like Stephen A. Smith guy <laughs> or, you know, we can't afford to have them read our stories for us. So we got this computer animated um, young lady that does it for us. Yes. Yeah. So we took the cheap way right out. So uh, uh, Miss Computer Animated Generated Lady, can you go ahead and where is she at? There you go. I was going to say we can't keep her on the show. No, man. I guess we can't. I guess I got to pay her? God dang. She got a union? Commissioner Roger Goodell will look to bolster policies meant to encourage hiring of minorities, particularly as head coaches, and he pledged an investigation into tanking allegations raised by Brian Flores in his discrimination against the We will reevaluate and examine all policies guidelines and initiatives relating to diversity 
equity, and inclusion, including as they relate to gender, Goodell wrote in a memo to the league's 32 clubs that was obtained by the Associated Press. Christopher, is that you? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Hey. Yay. Hey, guys. We just, uh, we just started on the um, blind polar as uh, um, scandal. So I'm glad you could join us, young man. Yep. Thank you for having me. Sorry. Only with the app, but I'm good to go. All okay. Right. So, okay. I'm I'm gonna play I'm gonna play this again so you guys can. Uh, we told everybody that we can't afford Molly from First Take and the other one from Undisputed. Yeah. So we got this uh, robotic <laughs> lady that reads our story for us. It's in our budget. That's <laughs> in our budget, man. Yeah, that's just a temporary financial thing. It'll be alleviated as the podcast gets more <laughs> as we grow. <laughs> oh, let's let her read her stuff again. Yes. Finn's coach Brian Flores sued the NFL and three of its teams Tuesday, saying racist hiring practices by the league have left it racially segregated and managed like a plantation. <laughs> The lawsuit filed in Manhattan federal court sought class action status and unspecified damages from the league, the Dolphins, the Denver Broncos, and the New York Giants, along with unidentified individuals. Flores was fired last month by Miami after leading the Dolphins to a 24-25 record over three years. They went 9-8 in their second straight win season, but failed to make the playoffs during his tenure. So, let's talk about First, let's talk about the man had a winning season. Yes. You don't fire somebody <laughs> that has a winning season. No. Because if they figured out the formula this year to go from losing in the season to winning, that means he has the formula progress. for next year yes. to continue the success. Yes. So, what do y'all think about that, gentlemen? Uh, Christopher, you go first. Um, we would call it counter to everything that we've seen with coaches that don't look like him. I'll just say that. Um, there have been coaches that we give him two years, we give him it's documented. If they if the team doesn't show progress, we don't show direction, we don't show improvement, then you know we need to go in a quote unquote new direction. But to the point of what you just said, they showed progress. They showed improvement, especially at the end of the season. So firing him was, you know, just a shock to everyone that paid attention and watches football. But then to say that, you know, he was a toxic personality or whatever phrase they used to me was just a cover up. Right, right, right. Marcus, what you got, bro? I got two names that come to my mind. One is from my sad team, Detroit Lions, Jim Caldwell. <laughs> finally had gotten us into the playoffs. I think he was the only coach ever to get us there twice under his tenure. And he was released. And he even had the best record, I mean, that you can have with the Lions. It was below 500, but it was as close as you damn well get with a sad team. And he was let go and replaced by what was that? Uh, who was that guy that came? That was from New England. Um, oh, with the beard, with yeah. the uh, God, I forget his name. Yeah, but he he wasn't. He was the quarterback. 
Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, defensive coordinator, yeah. But he was given more chances and he wasn't that good. He, he isn't with the team now, but he was not the person for the job. And the second name that comes to my mind is NBA coach Mark Jackson, <laughs> who we all know was right at the precipice of getting the Golden State Warriors to the championship. And I'm not trying to take anything from Steve Curry. He's an awesome coach. But Mark Jackson had no reason to be released, let go, fired, or whatever they come up with. And that man had that team rocking. And to see him not get another job after that stellar performance, his resume, and he's still over on the sidelines. He's a tremendous announcer, but he should be coaching a team. And I, in my heart, knew when that spot opened up for the Brooklyn Nets, he would be there. But they hired Steve Nash, who has no experience whatsoever. And that irritated me. And I think the team would be a little more managed if Mark Jackson was in his place. Steve Nash doesn't know what to do with them boys. The Kyrie Irving situation, what's going on with James Harden, all of those egos. He's dealt with people... I'm not saying, you know, Steph Curry and Clay are, you know, those kind of people, but they're, they're superstars. He knows how to deal with personalities. That's experience. Steve Nash doesn't have that. You know, I had, I had a theory about that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I want to say that he was going to be a Kevin Durant puppet mm. and just do what Kevin Durant said because they both, they're boys. Yeah. Um, they had a history mm-hmm. and, um, no, Kyrie signed off on it. I mean, it's, uh, I, I think it's uh, hilarious how how much power that some players have. But I think that was a uh, hey, you go out and get this coach because we want him, mm-hmm. and you do as we say, and we'll bring you a championship. Which it's not gonna happen. Yeah, next year, but maybe yeah, not this year for sure. So hey, but what do you guys think about? The the paying him a hundred thousand dollars a game to throw a game. Chris, what's up? So there are many members of my family of which you know that are conspiracy theorists. <laughs> and you know, they believe games are rigged and you know this is just about money. A hundred thousand dollars to lose a game and basically trash your career and your reputation. Yes. That's what you're asking me. It's not just the money. <laughs> but take this money to for for basically your name, for your career. Because we don't care that you're a African American coach and you get one shot. <laughs> and if you your team is losing and you're not a leader of men, you might become a coordinator after that, but you're probably not. But also I'm going to tell all of my friends, oh, yeah, you know, he can be bought. Throw a little money his way. His integrity costs this amount. So, and to think that you can offer that. Now, is it happening widespread throughout the NFL and it's not necessarily focused on black coaches? Probably. But for black coaches, our integrity is already challenged you know our ability is already challenged and now you want to say that there's a price for it it to me you know 
everyone knows that when it comes to money and your billionaires and all that, you're it's about power. It's about being, you know, influence. I get that. It's about I can control anyone because anyone has a price, uh-huh. and that was their attitude. So it yes. doesn't shock me that they did that. It just shocked me that they thought he would take it. But, right. Because at that point, that's a hundred thousand dollars. If you get caught, that's got to last for the rest of your life. That's all you get. Right. And that's your cutoff. Once you accept that deal and it comes back on you, there's no coming back from that because you're gonna end up like Pete Rose. And that's not a good position to be in. Look, and I still think Pete Rose should be in the... Oh, absolutely. 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 Because he's the greatest hitter ever. And I'm thinking, (laughs) look, man, I'm not trying to, you know, take any heat off him, but he didn't hurt anybody. And I don't think he cheated. And I mean, in the same breath, you got people that were doing PEDs. I'm getting off topic, but I mean, that are in the Hall of Fame. So... Pete Rose bet on was betting on himself. That's to win. what I'm saying. How great is that? How great is that? You are so cocky. That no, you are you bet. telling me no. with the gambling habit that MJ had, he never did that? So that's a oh. small detail. That's a small detail. He yeah. never bet on the Cincinnati Reds. He bet on yeah. other games. Exactly. That, that's why he said, you know, I don't understand. I paid my dues. I've, you know, I, I paid my sentence. I did my sentence. You know, you banned me from baseball and all that. I, I did it. Okay. But it was proven, if I remember correctly, all the details. He never bet on his team. So you cannot say he threw a game. He just said, I know these guys ain't good, so I'm going to bet against them. Or, I know exactly. these guys are good, so I'm going to bet for them. So, you know, and I'm now. I'm mad he had baseball knowledge to pull that off. And the thing that is ironic is, and I know timing is everything, but now gambling is widespread through baseball. Exactly. You know, so give it up, in my opinion. Let the man into the Hall of Fame. Why is he still being an outcast? Because it's the equivalent of still having somebody in prison for marijuana and it's legalized. I'm like, let him out. Right. It's fair now. I mean, come on. Come on. Yeah, you know, to me, again, that's about power. The writers that put you in the Hall of Fame, this mm-hmm. is the only power that they can wield. They honorary people. Yeah. 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 They, they don't, they have no power. Mm-hmm. People really, 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 really aren't reading newspapers anymore. Not at all. And so they have to be a personality. They have to be a celebrity in order to really pay attention. They have to be on TV. This is the, and most of them aren't. So this is the only power that they have. So yeah. they're trying their best to wield that power. Just my opinion. Hey, hey guys, I want yes. you to hear this uh, from Roger Goodell about bolstering um, <coughs> minority um, readers. I guess he's going to come up with some program or some plan <laughs> to make Rich white billionaire owners. NFL Commissioner told Team Saturday that the league will look to bolster policies meant to encourage hiring of minorities, particularly as head coaches, and he pledged an investigation into tanking allegations raised by Brian Flores in his discrimination lawsuit against the NFL. We will reevaluate and examine all policies, guidelines, and initiatives relating to diversity, equity, and inclusion 
including as they relate to gender, Goodell wrote in a memo to the league's 32 clubs that was obtained by the Associated Press. So I get, this is what I think the NFL is going to go to. They're going to go to a lottery system like in the NBA. They have to. They, they, they have to. Mm. I mean, that's the only fair way to stop the tanking. Stop the tanking. Yeah. yeah. So I have a, a comment about the, we're going to develop programs to make sure that minorities get hired. So, if this is a, this is free enterprise, I own this business. Uh You can't tell me who to run, who I can hire to run my business or be in a place of leadership in my company. That's not part of the deal. So, it's not that. Free enterprise. Right. You're right. Roger Goodell can't, he's, he can't pass a policy. First, he's paid by the owner. That's number one. True. But he can't pass a policy that says you have to hire this amount of minority coaches. Out of every 10 that get hired, we need at least four. You can't, he's not going to do that. <clears throat> the best that he can do is work with the owners to put a policy in place so that here's the bar. Here are the, here's the criteria that is necessary for you to be interviewed as a head coach in the NFL. Here's the minimum criteria. If you meet that minimum criteria, you can be interviewed. This is just my opinion. And no, I'm with you. Keep going. you cannot deny a person of any color, any ethnicity, if they meet this minimum criteria. You have to give them an interview. I think that's something that if they really want to, you know, have diversity, all of the owners can get behind because then there's no backdoor deals. There's no, we're going to interview you, even though we hired this guy, the, you know, or, you know, what Brian Flores said, you know, I walked into the interview, you know, wasting my time just so they could check a box because then you know that it is an even playing field because they have to grant you an interview. They don't have to hire you. They have to grant you an interview. And then I'm walking into it, at least knowing at the at the minimum, we have the same playing field. Beyond that, yes. But I don't think there's any much more that we can do No. than you, you all I want is a shot. And I want a fair shot. I have to get a fair shot. Now, once that's in place, they can still say, hey, I was going to hire Brian Dable regardless. And I interviewed, you know, Brian Flores because he was a candidate that met the minimum um, criteria. Then at least I know I got a fair shot in the room. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. Because trust me, I've gone into interviews and I've walked in the door and tell by the look on their faces. OK, I think you didn't because of my name. You had no idea who I was. You thought I was somebody else. And when I walked in the door, he was like, oh, this is a black man? <laughs> Trust me. I, in, in the field that I'm in, I, I do business development. I see that all the time. Just by my name alone. And you can see the attitude change. The and some people shifts. are like, wow, you, you're, you're the head of marketing. You're running the office. You're the, you're the leader of this office in this, this, this part of the country. Yes, I am. Oh. 
Sorry to break your heart, but yes, I am. So, yep, you actually do have to talk. Come on, let's have a conversation. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I think oh, oh, I, I have a feeling I don't like this. Even being a black man, I don't like this because eventually there will be a black owner in the NFL. They can't stop it. As many as these white owners, these billionaires, you you cannot stop progress. There is going to be a black owner, and I don't want it to backfire in this black owner space. Oh, now you got to hire a white boy. Yeah. I mean, if I can jump in, your point is great because when Barack Obama ran for president. People had the nerve, the absolute gall to say to me, well, I know who you're voting for. Ah. Oh, I'm supposed to vote for him because he's black? So you're, you know, you had a, I've said, I said to people, you had an advantage all of these years because no one had to say to you, oh, you're voting for this, this person because he's white, because they were all white. They were all white. (laughs) So no one, no one had to make that case for you, you know, it's not that women said we all vote for Hillary Clinton because she's she's a woman. woman yeah. There were plenty of women like, no, I don't like some of her policies, so I vote for her. And it, it was fine. It was acceptable. But there were people who said, he's black. You have to vote for him. I know that's who you're voting for. And when he won, they said, well, I know you got what you wanted. You know, oh, like, oh, so I guess you think that now I'm going to be in Congress because he's a black man. You know, he's going to just put black people in Congress. They're like, hey, man, you're going to be mayor, huh? Yeah, you know, it's just, it was, it's interesting. So, so people think, yeah, okay, now that I own, you know, because I, you know, I'll say this and I'm not going to get off topic. As a black man, I've had people approach me and say, well, I'm going to hire, I want to work with you guys because I, mostly work with minority firms. And I said, well, it's great that you do, but we're not a minority firm. And his, his response was, really? And, but you know, you said that you're in leadership. Yes, I am. But I'm, but it's not a minority owned firm. You know, I said, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a corporation. So we all have ownership. There are some minorities that have ownership but the board of directors are not minorities mm. and never heard from them again. Ah, so I don't, you know, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I don't like, of course I want equality and fairness for everybody. I don't like forced affirmative action because I don't want you picking me simply as you said earlier to check a box. And I don't want anyone to get chosen over anyone else that's qualified or better suited for the job if it's a white dude that's better but if it's a black dude that's better get them but don't just say no because of their race because that defeats the purpose in the end because we back at square one now you're saying no instead of yes just because you forced and i don't want to get into that vicious cycle because we wind up losing in the end everyone Hey guys, look. Yeah. Y'all know me. Y'all know I'm a bit touch big bipolar. Just a little bit. On this spectrum. Just a little bit. So when people ask me, did you vote for Barack Obama because he was black? And I said, oh, yeah. 
just to piss people off. And you know yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah. I have <laughs> voted for Republicans before. I'm a liberal. I'm a Democrat. I vote the straight ticket. So I was going to vote for whoever the Democratic person was. But to piss people off because they're assholes, I say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I voted for him because he was black. No, you idiot. I voted for him because I was a Democrat and I voted great state Democratic <laughs> ticket. But to piss you off, I'm going to tell you, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna vote for every black person I see up there too. You ask you a dumb know, question, you deserve a dumb answer. You deserve a dumb answer. I might even be dumber. I might give you a dumb answer. You know. Yeah, I can go low. Yeah, really. <laughs> I, can I, I can definitely go low. <laughs> so, guys, hey, um, I'm gonna switch it up because we can okay. talk about that all day. Of course. So, I got a question for y'all because I got some smart guys here. Why? Is the United States or the Republicans or the white people in the United States scared the fucking death that there's going to be a black woman in the Supreme Court? Why? Why? Let me, um, I'm going to give y'all this from CNN right quick because, uh, I just love hearing from different point of views about these people are losing their damn mind because one day, one day, we're going to have a black woman in the Supreme Court. And did y'all hear what, um, damn, hey, hey, who that, who that dude that, um, Trump told him that his wife was ugly? Um, he's the senator from Texas, Ted Cruz. Yeah. There you go. Ted, Ted Cruz said that was a, a affirmative action thing. And, um, we shouldn't be doing affirmative action things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ted Cruz. Uh-huh. Yeah. You gotta love Ted. I'm gonna I'm let, I'm gonna let the, uh, the storms destroy your homes, and I'm here to try to help and lead you and provide some uh, some type of relief. But you know what? I'm scared of the storm, so me and my family, we headed over to... <laughs> they wanted Mexico. in Mexico, didn't they? Yeah, yeah we yeah, wanted yeah. in Mexico. <laughs> you know, I'll holler at you. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, check this out, y'all. Yeah. Will be one of the most monumental endeavors of Joe Biden's presidency. The retirement of Stephen Breyer sets the stage for an immensely important decision by the president. Breyer's seat may be the only one that Biden fills on the Supreme Court, and it may not be one he fills at all if Republicans retake the Senate before the president's choice for a replacement is confirmed. Biden at the White House on Thursday confirmed the nominee will be the first black woman on the high court. It's long overdue, in my opinion, the president said. And then you heard Republicans come out the woodwork saying, oh, this is affirmative action. Oh, this is this is uh, why you have to say she was black. Why you have to say she was a woman. Now, hold on. Correct me, gentlemen. When President Donald Trump mm-hmm. had a chance to pick a nominee, mm-hmm. he said, I'm going to pick a woman. Mm-hmm. Nobody had an issue with that. And what did he do? Pick the woman. He didn't put the word black in front of it. He him. didn't put the word black in front of it. Is that the problem? That yeah, he picked you the word both. <laughs> how many how many boxes you checking at one time? Slow down. Yeah, they like whoa, whoa, one box, baby, one box. One one minority. You pick one. Yeah. Don't let the person be, you know, black, a woman, LGBT, and disabled. No, whoa, whoa. 
Oh, pick a box and roll with it. After that, we can't help you anymore. You know, Kenny. You know, in the history of Supreme Court nominees, you know, we had two black men. Yes. They were given. They were like, people were like, you know, I right, we're going right, right. to let y'all have these. You know, let, let's break the barrier. But for some reason, the world is scared of black women because black women can win, win races. Black When black women unify and say, this is going to happen, it happens. Because why? Because black women say, do this, and black men say, okay. You ain't never lied. <laughs> they don't want the power that Beyonce has in the Supreme Court. No. Black women no. can make a strong change. Oprah. They don't Oprah, want Oprah. Right. Thank you. Think about that. Yes. But yes, nobody complained for his last 200, what, what, how many years that every nominee was white? So life just went on. Oh, white man. Cool. You know, no, because they don't want to change. That's fear. And what we just explained is their fear. That is their fear. This they is someone that they can't predict. This is someone that they can't control. Yep. And we they know... Had... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, and I believe... Forgive me, I you know me. I always say I don't carry the statistics with me, but I believe the biggest group that got Joe Biden into the White House was black women. That's what oh, yeah. I was just about to say. You nailed it. Because <laughs> I was going to say I believe that's who helped him out the most. Look at yeah. uh, that's who Kamala been calling on. Right, <laughs> black women in Georgia. I believe that 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 um, Democratic representative down there, Georgia, that black woman. I believe she's gonna be the next governor of Georgia. That they that's gotta hurt. Oh my god, they're so scared of her. They they changed the laws. They they've done everything that they can possibly do to try to make sure that she does not duplicate that phenomenon. If that doesn't they, represent fear, I don't know what does. Dude, here in Florida where I live, mm-hmm. they're redistricting districting. Oh. Yeah. So that minorities in, in in areas where it's heavy minority, that they are diluting the vote so that and splitting the vote so that there are less minority groups in a concentrated area in a district so that they don't have we don't have voting power. Oh, so they're trying to rig the whole, you know, electoral college. Yes. No, they oh. join they're drawing the lines again. They redistricting. Yeah. Yeah, because wow. I, yes. I was wondering what that was about down in Florida. I'm glad you brought that up. Yes. So, you know, and God forbid. So, two things I want to mention too. God forbid, there's a black woman in the Supreme Court, and a black woman runs for president the next time through. Oh my God, <laughs> the, world is, the world's coming to an end. That's it. And I also want to add, if I remember correctly, you have to give him at least credit that Joe Biden if he does this he's sticking to a campaign promise he did he's sticking to a campaign promise no matter now, what side of the fence you're on very few politicians do that he's keeping his word I give him that one at least yeah, this yeah. so hey I hope it goes through I hope it and you know the thing about it is you, uh, I can't think of his name but the person you're gonna, you guys are going to help me out that when Barack Obama tried to pass the he wanted to nominate someone for the Supreme Court on his way out mm-hmm. this 
this guy, this Republican, he fought it and said, you can't do that. We're not going to Mitch do that. McConnell. You, Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. There we go. Bingo. Okay, Mitch McConnell said, you can't do that. He said, no one ever as president will be able to do this. I will not allow it. When the wow. situation came for Donald Trump, he said, I don't remember saying it's on tape, Mitch. We got you on tape saying Bruh, it. I'm like, it's on documented records. <laughs> but you're saying, I don't remember that. This is not the same situation. We're doing it. We're going to do it with, with, with Donald Trump. Wow. Because he's going, in his mind, he's going to win anyway, so it's not going to matter. But guess what? He didn't. So when people asked him about that, I remember the interview and he had this smug look on his face like, eh. But. Who gives a fuck? For him, what what are you gonna do? Yeah, what, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Yeah, what are you gonna do? You can ask. You can't say the situation is different. The situation was the exact same way. Exactly. Uh, nothing changed. Nothing changed. Trump was on his way out. Yeah. But in his mind, it was different because he thought that somehow they were going to reverse it and that Trump was going to win. Mm-hmm. It was still up in the air. Trump's gonna win. Trump's gonna win. And then he had the nerve to get up and say, well, I think Trump lost until he realized that, you know, all of his contingencies said, well, we think Trump actually won. Well, you're right. He, he actually won. So, you know, he's a flip-flopper. And, you know, <laughs> and, you know I don't trust him. You know, they, everybody said Trump was the Antichrist. Well, not everybody. A lot of people. He's more, than, he's more a chance of being the Antichrist than Trump. But yeah, Mitch McConnell get way more popular. <laughs> way yeah. more popular. Man, Mitch McConnell is the crip people. He got one foot in the grave. That old dude, you know, he might just have a heart attack on the floor. And, and his corpse might be like, nope, not gone yet. <laughs> in my opinion, strictly my opinion, as a citizen of the United States, I'm allowed to have an opinion. He cares more about power than the the public at large in the United States. Oh, there's no doubt about that. He only cares about remaining in power. That's all he cares. But that's why I really believe every position, definitely in Congress, should have term limits. Cats yeah. should be able to stay there. Actually, I don't think even in the Supreme Court, you should be able to be there for life, man. You shouldn't be able to check out like you're the Queen of England. And you're right. just there riding it out years and years out. That's not cool. You need new blood to get new, fresh ideas in there. That's why we get stuck in our ways so often. And... So oh, I'm, looking, ahead, ahead. I'm just going to say I'm looking forward to the nomination because the thing that he said, if you you know, I meet this is me reading between the lines. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a nominee that's a black woman. He yep. didn't say I'm going to have I'm going to nominate someone. So we I'm going to nominate the first one and you're going to try to shoot her down. and You're going to come up with reasons that she don't make it. But guess what? I'm going to have two more right behind and they're going to keep coming. They're gonna keep coming through like just five straight black women out. Right. And, Pick one. Pick and if one they keep look. shooting it down, he's like, all right, y'all look bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let you, you know, the people vote so you see who y'all really are now. Because I'm I can't wait to find out what they're gonna try to bring up on this woman. Because the oh, stuff that yeah. came up when Kavanaugh was having his um his review, they were like, Oh, it's not proven. Oh, you're talking about 30 years ago, 50 years ago, whatever it was. Oh, you know, he has all these women that's worked for him that he hasn't had issues with. You're just making stuff up. So I can only imagine. Oh, yeah. I'm sure 
I'm sure they're going to say, here's a picture of Sister Girl. She was in a sorority. Her, you know, her sophomore year in college. Oh, they got twerking um, yep. pictures yeah. and videos yeah. of her in college. Exactly. Working at a rally. Yeah. yeah. She was she was stepping in a step show, <laughs> and she had a skirt on, and you saw her underwear. She's a hoe. You know, I can't look you know, at this whore. Do you want her in the Supreme Court? She was doing backflips and she was doing because she was in a sorority. Who wants that on the Supreme Court? They'll make up some dirt on you quick. They're gonna make up some on that. And speaking of that, I'm, I'm looking forward to the nominee. Because you know that the black sororities are going to come out in force. Mm. In force. No matter who it is, whether she's in the sorority or not, they're coming in force. And she's a strong nominee to support. Oh, absolutely. And, and when you put all of the Greek sororities together, the black Greek sororities, oh you, you want to talk power? There's power. That's it. There's, right. there's voting power. Because I'm thinking all of the members that are in those Greek sororities, the women that are in celebrity, political, all kinds of positions. That's all walks of life, yeah. I mean, oof. Hey, guys, mm-hmm. we're almost going to wrap it up. All right. Before we wrap it up, I'm going to tell the people that are listening to, to us, thank you um, for listening to us. We we will coming back. Yes. We got, we have hundreds of juicy topics that we're going to go over. <laughs> we going to uh, uh, next one we're going to do is on men's health. Because right. m- me, Christopher and I see, um, Marcus you're, you're young. You didn't have to go through what me and Christopher just went through. We just had colonoscopies, brother. Oh, no, right. there. <laughs> you're not there yet. They haven't messed with my penny yet. They haven't messed with your penny. <laughs> Our pennies have been investigated. <laughs> yes, Lord. Yes, and we're going to share our stories with people. And um, I think I got this black doctor that's going to give us a few minutes to uh, oh. when it come on with us, too. I think I got him. I'm going to twist his arm a little bit. But okay, I, that's I exciting. And uh, we're going to... Hey, the next podcast, I really want to go over about this beautiful black woman that jumped off a building. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. We know who you're talking about. Oh yes. My and um, we do have an expert that's coming. Marcus and I, we tried to get this young lady maybe about a month ago to come on. We had technical difficulties, but she has yep. agreed to come back. And we're going to do, she's going to help us with mental health during COVID. And we're going to talk about this young lady because you know, it might be a link between what she went through. Actually, she had, you know, go ahead, Mark. Oh, I was thinking, actually, when we get her on, I also want to ask her because recently, besides her, I know Regina King's son has taken his life. Yeah. And yes. um, another young man that was on The Walking Dead that is around my age, I think he's between 30 and 32, he's taken his life. And I wanted to know what's this trend because there's been a lot of youth, especially uh, African-American youth between the age of 26 to 32 that have been committing suicide. So I want to know what that's really about. It's concerning. Right. And I'm glad that she agreed to, um, because I failure not being able to connect last night. She said, James, I am promising you, when you guys do that podcast, I will be on it. And I said, thank Fantastic. you. Fantastic. So, 
Looking forward to it. Yes. Hey, and you know, she's no slouch. She 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 she's got all the credentials, so we're gonna have her up there. We're gonna do uh what mental illness. We're gonna go over cancel culture cancel culture again. Okay. So yeah. hey, we got a lot of stuff coming. So the last thing I wanna cover before we go is guys. Mm-hmm. The N-word. White mm-hmm. folks saying the N-word. When is a good time for a white person to say the N-word? Mm. The Chris Rock skit hit it best. When you're getting robbed on Christmas Eve and uh, they take your shit and it's right about midnight and you're like, a nigga just stole my purse or whatever happened. I love that skit from Chris Rock. That's the only time I would accept it. Something gotta be going on dying. <laughs> if okay. I do something and I'm like, oh man, okay, well, I didn't want you to say that, but you know what? That's just that's the kind of situation where that might come out. All right. Y'all listen to this right quick. Mm-hmm. In a five minute and 46 second video posted by Rogan, he apologized for his remarks in the past. During his video, which has more than 1 million views, Rogan references the compilation of clips and claims, it's a video made of clips taken out of context of me of 12 years of conversations on my podcast. He then admits that it looks horrible, and said he hasn't said that word in years. (laughs) Rogan goes on to say, I certainly would never want to offend someone for entertainment with something as stupid as racism. He then says, I can't go back in time and change what I've said, I wish I could, Obviously, that's not possible, but I do hope that this can be a teachable moment for anybody that doesn't realize how offensive that word can be coming out of a white person's mouth, in context or out of context. The popular podcast is now missing more than 70 episodes, as Spotify has appeared to remove them from the listening platform on Friday, February 4th. This isn't the first time the Joe Rogan Experience episodes have disappeared from Spotify. In April 2020, he then says, I can't go back in time and change what I've said. I wish I could. Obviously, that's not possible. But I do hope that this can be a teachable moment for anybody that doesn't realize how offensive that word can be coming out of a white person's mouth, in context, or... Okay, guys. Shoot! Christopher, go first. Um, I have to say, in the past, I've watched a few of Joe Rogan's podcasts. You know, we all make mistakes. Uh, I will say this. There's no context. There's no context where use of the word is okay. So saying that it was taken out of context, okay, <laughs> what context do you want to put in this? <laughs> you know, is is it you saying, well, I was listening to some DMX and I noticed that he said the N-word 70 times in his song. Maybe you can consider that context because you're stating a fact. But I don't believe that he was doing something of that nature when he was using the word. So I've, I've seen his apology and, you know, he said, you know, he even said maybe there's no context of where this is really appropriate. Okay, no. well, don't make that statement because that's a stupid statement. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I'm trying to think when would he, because they, they take it down 70 episodes. I'm like, did he drop the N word? 
and drop them a lot. My God, Joe, I mean, you can't really apologize. The apology has to be sincere, and you have to stop the actions that cause the offense. So what Joe was trying to say in the past, instead of using the word, the N-word, mm-hmm. when he was in a conversation, he would just say the, the word. The word, yeah. And... Do I think he was being malicious? Oh no! When he did it, no, no. Joe, we're giving you that that rope. No, you were not being malicious when you did it, but you said it. I think he was being ignorant. I don't even think the man racist at all. No, no, I don't I think, think Joe's racist. I think it was just him being stupid and being carefree. I'm pretty sure he's not the only white celebrity or white person to do it, and I'm he pretty did. sure we can't watch and hinder on everything that they say behind closed doors but he got caught and he got yeah. caught obviously a bunch of times hey guys guess what i reached out to joe rogan and said hey we're gonna do a podcast on this oh. do you want to come on my podcast and defend yourself and his response was he didn't get back to me okay <laughs> and i gave and i so I, what i think is because i reached out on reddit i reached out on facebook and oh I wow on Twitter. that's pretty cool so one person i don't think it was joe rogan i think it was his like publicist publicist or some okay. um they well this was on reddit at first he said you idiot why are you uh sending me this on. Then somebody said, oh, uh, Joe's real busy right now. We'll get back to you. <laughs> okay. Now do we even know if that's an actual representative for Joe? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Joe's people on Ray. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If it was but- a Spotify representative, I might think, all right, we're getting somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, and the app that we are on, that is a Spotify app. Yeah. Anchor yeah. FM is a Spotify app. So, hey, Joe Rogan is our co-worker. We in the same family. Yeah, we in the same family. <laughs> but, Joe, you fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> There's no other way to say it. Hey, did y'all hear that The Rock said he's, um, his associate, he's, um, not associating associating with Joe Rogan anymore. Was he before? Actually, yeah, Joe Rogan. Oh. You know, Joe does a lot of different things like wrestling matches. He's uh, actually a comedian. He UFC. Yeah, he does the yeah. UFC. Okay. I've seen his um comedy skits. They're pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, he does stand up. He's yeah, funny. he's a pretty good stand up guy. I got but nothing the, against him. He just, he just did some dumb stuff. Yeah, I guess The Rock was like, you know what? I don't want no part of that shit. <laughs> I mean, do you blame him? No, no. With uh, as strong as cancel culture is, no. So you don't you want can't, to be. You can't cancel Joe Rogan. He is too popular. Spotify wouldn't allow that. You see, they let whoever, what was the artist that just went, they let him go. They said, hey, go on ahead, man. You bring in <laughs> millions of viewers. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> we, we heard their spots over at Apple Music. Go nuts. Yeah, go nuts. But Joe, <laughs> you know, Joe doesn't care who comes on his podcast. He, uh, no, he, he has everybody. He has yeah. everybody. I can't even, 
pretend to play like he discriminates or he does one side of the fence, liberal, no. conservative, black or white. Joe Rogan has literally had everyone of every mindset and background on that show. So I, I'm yeah. trying to be like Joe. I want Joe to come on our show because I want to ride. You know how much clout we would get? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, gentlemen, mm-hmm. it's time to go. What y'all got to say for exit? It's been great. It's good to be back. I'm glad to get back to talking to you guys. It's, uh, these are valuable conversations. It's quite meaningful. Christopher? Definitely good to be back. If you don't agree with our opinions, their opinions, you're allowed to have yours. Come on the show. Let's talk about it. There's oh, yeah. a way for people to, when you listen to this podcast, there's a way to go in there and say, hey, you guys suck. Your podcast sucks ass. You three are the dumbest motherfuckers on the planet. And if you want to say that, tell us that. You won't hurt our feelings and we will reply to you on our next podcast because that's how it works. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We're all grown men. We can take it. Yeah, we're grown men. We're grown black men. We've had worse things said to us. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right, gentlemen, thank you for joining me, and we'll catch you on the next next episode. Thank All right. you. Bye. All right, dude. Bye, guys.